everybody, this is Chuck Marone from Strong Towns. Welcome back to the Strong Towns podcast. A lot of times people ask me what we do at Strong Towns. Like, what, what are you guys doing? What, what's, your, what's your goal? Like, what, what, what are you all about? <laughs> Other times people will tell me uh, what we should be doing. You know, like, here's, here's uh, what you should be working on. Here are the, here are the three things that Strong Towns should do. And I appreciate all of that because the very notion of having thoughts like that says that you care, that you actually, you know, have something vested, however small uh, or large, you have something invested in strong towns and what we're doing. What are you guys up to? How are you, how are you, how are you working? Like, what do you, what do you do? Um, or here are the things that you should be doing. I, I don't, I, I love, I love that. I, I embrace people who come up to me with those kind of thoughts. It's really interesting because obviously we have th- those questions too, <laughs> you know, internally uh, over the years, you know, it's been a decade now that I have been uh, writing and, and doing lots of other things now with strong towns. Um, who we are, what we are trying to do has been a central question that has, you know, not only consumed a lot of our time, but the answer to that has obviously evolved quite a bit. In the early days, you know, Strong Towns was just an exploration of ideas. I said yesterday in the podcast, it was, it was, a, it was cheaper than therapy, right? It was a way to keep from kind of going crazy to, uh, to talk about what I was seeing and, and, try to piece it all together and understand it in, in a, in a way that made sense. It's become so much more obviously. And many of you have probably heard me talk about this meeting we had in, uh, in, in the summer of 2015, I had invited our entire board to come up to Minnesota, to come to my hometown. We got a, a cabin at a resort of uh, uh, one of our members actually, um, donated a cabin uh, for us to use. It was very kind of them. Uh, we met there for over a weekend and, uh, and hashed this out. And I have to say, coming in, we all had very different ideas to answer those questions. What are we doing and what should we be doing? Um, one of the kind of breakthrough moments after kind of going back and forth and back and forth is we just said, Let, let's get every idea we have for what we are doing and what we should be doing. Let's put them all up on, up on the board. And we, we wrote them all on different post-it notes and we had, I don't like 25, 27, somewhere in that range, different things we should be doing. Everything from, you know, writing the blog um, and expanding the blog to doing events to all the way to lobbying and starting a political action committee and a whole bunch of things that that many of you in this audience contact us about all the time. Why can't you? Why can't you just do this? Go out and do this. Here's how you could be most effective. Bam, bam, bam. We we put all those up, and with a deep understanding of the problem we were trying to address. And maybe I'll just pause there and and, and reiterate what that is. We're trying to change the entire development pattern of North America. Let that sink in for a second. We are trying to change the development pattern of an entire continent. Um, If you think of everything that goes into that development pattern, 
all of the uh, cultural assumptions, all of the social accepted practices, all of the federal government uh, policies and programs, all of the state government incentives, all of the local government best practices and accepted wisdom, the entire development community, um, uh, our own mortgages and investments. If you look at the like inertia behind the system, what you have to realize is that this is, this is literally like a couple of ants uh, looking at an approaching train saying, our goal is to stop this train. Right on the face of it, it's it's insane. It it makes no sense. How can this possibly happen? How can this possibly uh, you know come to fruition? Just move on and do something else. And we actually debated that. You know, we actually discussed like, should we even? I mean, is this just too crazy to even uh, ponder? In a sense, um, what we did is we put all these things up on the wall, and we categorized them. Andrew Burleson, our our board chair. Uh, stood up there and said, all right, let's go through each of these one at a time. Are we better at, at, at this than this? Are we better at this than this? And we rank them from one to, let's say there's 30 of them. We rank them from one to 30 on here's what we do well. Um, and here's what we are really not, we're not good at. Um, we don't have the capacity. We don't have the skills. We don't have the understanding. Like this is not, this is not what we're good at. Here's the things we are good at. So you have on the, on the very far left of this uh, kind of line of things, you've got the, the things that we're best at. And as you go further to the right, you get the things that we're poorest at. We just don't do well as an organization. We then asked another question. Which of these things would be most effective? Which of these things has the greatest upside potential uh, for helping us achieve our mission? Um, not what things were the most lucrative, what things help us pay our bills, um, not what things have the most glamour or glory and are the most fun, um, not what things do we get to, you know, rub shoulders with important people. And none of that, none of that at all. We didn't even say like, which one of these makes the best use of our, our skills in a sense, or, or you know, what, what's the best thing that like an engineer should be doing, uh, which, you know, I'm an engineer, like what, what are those? no. What we said is of these 30 things that we've got here, which one of these, if done, if done well, is going to have the most impact on, our, on, on fulfilling our mission? And we ranked everything. We ranked them all that way. Um, is this one you know, more effective than that one? Is this one more effective than that one? If we could pull this one off, would it be more effective than this? And we ranked those. We, we, we put them in a big kind of ranking, one to 30. Now you've got four quadrants, right? You've got one quadrant of things that we're really good at that make a huge difference. That became what we do. But I think it's more important to understand the things that are in the other quadrants. The other quadrants, there's a quadrant of things that we're good at, but don't really matter all that much, right? Um, we could do these things, but it's not really gonna move the needle on our mission at all. There's another quadrant of things that you know, would really move the, the needle on our mission, but we're just not good at. Like, we, we don't do these things well. Let's not get bogged down in them. We've got too much to do and not enough time. Someone else is going to have to pick up and run with those things. And then there's another quadrant of things that we're not good at, 
And who cares? Because they're not going to matter that much anyway. This was a turning point in our organization. This was a, a, a turning point in terms of focusing because running a good mission-focused nonprofit is as much about what you do as what you don't do. In fact, I've found, I think what you don't do is actually more important. Here are the things that we're not going to do. Here's the things that we are intentionally foregoing. And we're intentionally foregoing them um, because they don't move the needle on our mission. They, like I said, consulting uh, would be incredibly lucrative. We, we, could, we could fund this organization many times over if we would do a consulting project a quarter. And, and we get you know requests all the time to do consulting. If we would do a consulting project a quarter, um, you know, go to a city, help them with a very specific problem, help them, uh, you know, work through things, write some white papers, put some reports together. We, we, we could fund a whole lot of stuff. When we did those kind of things, the whole movement lost momentum. When we pulled back from the things that we were good at, the things that were making a huge difference and focused on these things that would pay the bills, uh, in a sense, um, what we found is that in terms of advancing our mission, we lost momentum. And so we made this intentional choice. We are going to create an organization uh, that is going to change the development pattern of a continent. And we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to have to find a way to make a business model out of the things that we're good at, the things that we're good at and that we see making a huge difference. A few months later, we launched the membership platform um, because we said, if, if we are going to spread this intellectual contagion, right? If we're going to put these, these ideas out uh, as a virus and get them around and start to shift the cultural conversation, the expectation, uh, the way we talk about things, our, uh, the language that we use, uh, if we're going to start to shift these things, we're not going to do it by sheer force. We're going to do it one conversation at a time, at a time, at a time. The same way that a virus spreads, right? The same way that, that any real broad movement for change has ever worked. In the trenches, one conversation at a time, one person affecting another, infecting another, infecting another with a new set of ideas. Now, we can make the ideas more easily transmittable, right? And that's been a big thing that we've worked on. Um, we can make these ideas a, a little bit more bite-sized, a little bit more real, a little bit more relevant to people. Um, we can help people uh, understand how to communicate with others, right? Um, we can use different formats and different techniques and different approaches to getting a message out. Um, we can spend more time on the road uh, meeting people, doing more uh face-to-face -face kind of stuff, uh, energizing more crowds, get people more motivated and activated. Um, we can uh, figure out and learn and bring in expertise where we need to, uh, to help us mobilize an advertising budget, to use those skills, which, which were not skills that we necessarily had, but which we identified as being really central to getting a message out, to getting a, a, our, our message uh, marketed and in front of people in a way that was going to be impactful. And so we've done all these things, right? 
We've done all, all of these things and more to build a movement around this set of ideas. The big part, the big leap of faith, and it's proven to work. It's proven to work. The big leap of faith has always been, would people come along for this ride? Would people join this movement? Would people be part of this change? And what we concluded right off the bat was that, you know what? Uh, if they won't, then we're doing the wrong thing. We're either not good at what we're doing or we're doing the wrong thing. And so part of our, uh, in a sense, gut check for are we on the right path? Are we doing the right thing? Are we doing it the right way? Is do people step up and support us? Do we have year after year an increasing, accelerating level of people that step up and help us? Do we grow our membership? Today, we just passed over the the 2,500 member mark. Um, We're continuing to add every day, and this is a big push for us this week. Um, Because like I said, this is like a validation of our theory of change. You know, can we affect change across a broad spectrum with just ideas, just thoughts, just getting a, a new concept out there in front of people? And thus far, the answer has been, yes, we, we can gain traction. We can gain, we can accelerate this message. We can see huge gains from it. The question is, like, can we keep it going? Can we keep it going? Can we reach the next step and the next step and the next step? That means we need you. This week, we need you to step up, to be part of this movement, this revolution in how we talk about, how we look at, what we expect from our cities. I need you to go to strongtowns.org, click on join the movement and sign up to become a member. That's the way that you help us. That's the way that you get this message out in front of more people. That's the way that this whole conversation goes from just a couple people sharing ideas to an international movement that has real effects on the ground. I'm not asking for a huge lift. I'm not asking for you to do a ton. I'm asking you to go give five bucks a month, give $10 a month, give $25 a month, whatever you can do. If you can do that, we will continue to reach more people. This message will continue to grow and you will start to see the change that you want in the communities where you live. Help us today. This is the second day of our member drive. We're off to a really good start. I'm enthusiastic. I'm excited. Things are moving in the right direction. Um, But to make this work, I need you listening right now to to take your phone, uh, go to the website, and get signed up. And I tell you what, if you're listening right now, you you have your phone right there, call us. Our our, our toll-free number, 844-218-218. 1681. I'm going to say it one more time. 844 218 1681. And I revealed how old I am because I said toll free every, <laughs> every number. Uh, I, I'm only in my mid 40s, but I, I did grow up in a rural area. So toll free lumber. Um, call us. You, you can ask when you call, you will get a, a secretary. You can ask to talk to me. And if I'm around, I will chat with you. I will definitely talk to you. I will take your membership. Uh, I will, you know, enter it in. We'll get you signed up. We'll do it manually. I'm cool with that. Call me. 
Um, or call and talk to Jacob or Kia or Aubrey or Missy or Michelle uh, or Bo um, or, or Daniel. Just give us a call. Any of us would be happy to chat with you and take your membership over the phone and, uh, and get you signed up. So go to the website, go to the phone, get a hold of us. Uh, let's make this thing happen because we got a lot of work to do. Um, not just in the next couple of weeks to finish out this year, um, but we got a busy, busy, busy 2019 and we need to keep this momentum going. Thanks everybody for what you do. Keep doing what you can to build strong towns and together we're just going to keep getting stronger. If what I am is what's in me, then I'll stay strong, that's who I'll be. And I will always be the best me that I can be. There's only one me, I admit. Have a dream, I'll follow it. It's up to me to try. Oh, I'ma keep my head up high. Keep on reaching high. Never gonna quit, I'll keep getting stronger. And nothing's gonna bring me down. Never gonna stop, gotta go. Because I know I'll keep getting stronger.